I'm Linda Van Falkenberg. And I'm Ron Gore. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the, the Co Parent Academy, Academy Podcast. Podcast. We have a Reddit post here that we're going to talk about. And this one's about religion. It's a little potentially a little touchy. Right. So this is a, a situation in which the dad is concerned that mom and mom's family are indoctrinating their child. And um, he's got feelings about it. Some pretty strongly framed feelings about it. Um, and it's going to be interesting to sort of walk through all of the nuance of this. Right. This is one of the ones that you picked. Do you want to you want to start us off? Well, this has come up once again in so many cases through the years and uh, as a PC as well. This little girl's just a year old, and as the father mentions here, she is living with her mother and mother's um, parents. So that might be a little part of it, too, in that um, mother might do some of the religious things a little differently if she were living alone. I don't know. But, um, you know, there are several things that father does have a problem with. Uh, He calls it indoctrination um, in that they do... uh, take the child to church, to children's church, um, have a little service at home on Saturday, etc. And, you know, many times, uh, like we've talked about earlier with the um, diet and nutrition and exercise uh, differences between parents, frequently they may have tempered the religious uh, belief stuff when they were together, but now it may seem to be two really extremes where uh, the mother is a devout Christian and the father uh, is a non-believer, he says. So, well, and that, you know, the expression is being unequally yoked. Yes. Is how I heard that growing up. Yes. Me too. The, um, I can't just get past the idea at the moment that this kid's one. Right. I mean, a one year old is not being indoctrinated. I'm sorry. Right, and when she goes to children's church, they're just playing. Right, that's just playing. Yeah, right. They're not doing like they're not having ontological discussions. Yeah, it's not until uh, at least fourth grade or so. No, well, that's when you get into that's getting into post millennial dispensationalism. (laughs) So, I mean, you have to segment this stuff out. But so, I do understand the idea that you get brought up in a community. Right, and so in this community, in this home, in which this child's being brought up. She's going to just by osmosis take in some of these Christian practices and beliefs that he's concerned about. Right. And no doubt she believes that you should pray before a meal and they're going to let her start delivering the prayer as soon as she can speak. And yeah, Sure. Like and in, encouraging it. Right. And who knows what that prayer will be. The, um, you know, his concern is that he, he doesn't have a good experience, right. I think, with people who identify as Christian generally. Right. But also specifically, it seems like the mom's family in this were gatekeeping, trying to keep him away from the child, um, whether rightly or wrongly. I mean, if it's the family, probably wrongly. They're limiting his time with her. So he's frustrated and angry and doesn't like these people. 
And who knows, they could have their own bias on the other side in that they don't want her subjected to his belief system. Right, exactly. I, I found it really interesting that he uh, found it necessary to, uh, parenthetically, I describe Christianity. Right. I think that most people have a sense of what Christianity is. And I just found his language interesting here, where he, he said, Christianity, and then parenthetically, a devout sect who practices the Sabbath and believes that Jesus will return one day. I don't know about you, but when I read that, it just gives me this idea that this person is really othering this Christian family. Right. And this is the same person, the same woman with whom presumably he chose to have a child. Right. And so that just, to me, it just jumped off the page as I'm, I'm trying to message to everyone reading this, right. what they are and what I am and that we're entirely opposite. And and you can have, you know, it's kind of interesting in, in the area where we live uh, with the oil and gas industry being pretty large here that we get people from all over the world and frequently they find each other. And, you know, I've had um, parents that were, that were quite different. I remember a mom that was Southern Baptist and a dad that was um, uh, from Iran, and he was Muslim, and he was definitely uh, wanting his child to be um, of his belief system, and mom was just as fervent about her belief system. And the child had zeroed in on, as I spoke with her various times about the variations in the belief system, (laughs) it boiled down to bacon. (laughs) I don't want to be. That's the first thing I was thinking. To me, it might be a food-based choice. It did. It boiled yeah. down to specifically bacon. And she did, and, and she was much older than this one-year-old. Uh, she was eight or nine when I first talked to her about it. And she, in, in fact, I even testified uh, about the bacon in, in my testimony um, to the court because and the judge even wrote it in her summation that uh, she would hope that the parents would uh, give each other uh, the the freedom to let the child um, express what she wanted on, on either side. Yeah, and from my perspective, that's what it's all about. Is right. And it's just a short-sighted thing that parents do. Right. I mean, it's like they've never seen Footloose. Right. You know, if you try to force your beliefs on a child and you try to curb what they right. can or can't do, they're just going to rebel. So in this situation, the best thing that both parents can do is to provide a loving platform to give the information, to educate on both sides of it. And then when the child is an adult, the child will make a decision for herself that probably incorporates, hopefully, the best of both. Right. But if if one side is treating the other as heretical and forcing the child to choose sides then she'll either choose a side to the detriment of the other and herself, or she'll choose neither and leave them both behind. That could be. And the little girl in the, in the bacon story, you know, she really, really enjoyed uh, attending services in with both parents. And she did almost every Sunday 
attend the opposite services. And um, I, I thought it was really sweet how much she did seem to enjoy certain parts of each of the rituals at the different belief systems, as long as she got to eat bacon. <laughs> she was happy. Well, there's so much potential comfort there, too, from, right. from the different rituals. The um, I don't know. So I imagine, I'm not imagine, I have fear for this child as she gets older and sort of the campaign I can imagine this dad being on to try to convince her that Christianity is wrong or whatever else instead of letting her sort of discover for herself. And, but again, I, I guess from dad's perspective, it seems like an unfairly waged war. It's, it's several against him. I think it's the way he looks at it. I do find some hope in his, uh, this statement that while I don't agree with their beliefs, I also don't want to tell my daughter how foolish I think they are. She loves them and will obviously look up to her mother and grandmother as she grows up. That that tells me that no matter how strongly he believes in their foolishness, uh, he he does see how important the bigger picture is of her love for them and that he hasn't, I think, already told his daughter how foolish that he sees that belief system. You know what? You're exactly right. That That's a great piece of hopefulness in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think also he was maybe venting a little bit in how he did the post because when he summarized it, he did his TLDR at the bottom there that too long didn't read. And he said, as a non-believer, what are some tactics you use to teach your child to think independently about religious beliefs? So that is a great expression, a great question, and that doesn't have any of the same sort of tone as the rest of his post. Right. And so I think he was working through the emotion in the post, and then when he thought, how do I sum this up, what I really think and what I'm really doing, right. it was, I, I think, a, a nicely worded, legitimate concern. And that one touched a, a spot on me. I I grew up the only child of a minister in a very um, restrictive and and particular, as he would call it, sect of Christianity. And as such, my parents uh, did not want me to think independently ever about our religious beliefs. And while I questioned many of them, especially the the more daily practical kinds of applications i i was never voicing it aloud because i didn't want to seem to be uh in any way opposing my parents and as the preacher's kid didn't voice them of course in a Sunday school class or anywhere like that but as i and as i got older I even went for my undergraduate degree to uh, that particular denominational college because my parents didn't want me to be exposed to other belief systems even at that age. And at that point, I was still going along to get along with my parents. And then I went to a state school for my 
uh, graduate training and <laughs> on purpose took a lovely class called Transpersonal Human Development, where I got to listen to uh, reel-to-reel tapes, believe it or not, uh, also dating myself there, of um, Timothy Leary and Aldous Huxley and Baba Ram Das and some really interesting people yeah. from the 60s and 70s that I'd never heard of before. <laughs> While I lived under a rock at that point, and we didn't have a television. So it was, um, I finally did get my exposure to and education in, you know, certain things like that. But I I was not encouraged. I remember in high school, I dated a guy that was of a, I would say, a cousin denomination (laughs) to, to ours. And that was even... Ooh, with much begging that I was allowed to go to his church a couple of times with him. Wow. Here's so, the thought. Yes, exactly. Because they were afraid I would switch, I guess, denominations. So through the years, I've come to see the, if anything, it filled me with a desire to experience other religious beliefs. Um, you know, I've visited mosques in different parts of the world and, you know, I've, 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 I duck in every church I can, I go by when I'm traveling. You know, I just really want to see how, you know, Greek Orthodox and just, I've, I've, I've just been totally thrilled by them and how my spirit responds to the different places of worship that I go to. I have a very similar response to each one of those places, you know? Right. And, um, so I would hope for this child, this little baby, that she is, and to answer his question, that that she is allowed to experience other religions and um, with an open mind, and her father will have an open mind to her doing so. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to leave questions, comments, or concerns, please email podcast at coparentacademy.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen.